Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The word of God for the people of God. Uh, I already introduced myself, so we're done with that. So we have these three core values at UVC, and uh, I'm just curious, uh, shout out, what's your favorite core value? No, really, it's okay. That you can have favorites. Okay, I heard relevant, and I, did I hear Jesus? That's not... <laughs> I heard relevant. Inclusive. Yeah, see, that was an afterthought. What I have realized is that most people really resonate with two out of three of our core values. Most people are like, yes, relevant. I get that. It's awesome. We're relevant because we do sermon series on mental health. We're relevant because we give testimonies. We're relevant, you know, here and there. Or they say, we're inclusive. Yes, I've never felt welcome in a church until now, but we're inclusive because we welcome LGBT folks. We're w- inclusive because we welcome you uh, regardless of your HIV status. We're inclusive because we welc- welcome you however you identify um, gender-wise. We're inclusive. Great. People get it. But then the bold word comes up, and people are like, uh, we're boldly rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, that's what they do with it, and they kind of, because that's what's on our website, right? And that's what we say every week. But what does that actually mean? Anybody know? Like, what does it actually mean to say we're boldly rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ? We love Jesus, and we're not afraid to say it. Okay, we love Jesus, and we're not afraid to say it. (laughs) So last week, we kicked off this sermon series called Be Bold. And each week over these four weeks, we're talking about a different aspect of what it means to be rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Last week, Taylor gave a great sermon on gratitude, to be bold in gratitude. This week, I'm talking about being bold in giving. And then the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about being bold in hope and being bold in prayer. These are some of the aspects of what it means to be rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh, We need boldness because we live in a society that is, and just give me an amen if you think, it's a barrage of craziness, yes? Uh, And so one response to this barrage of craziness is to pull back and and want to hibernate and um, numb out and not pay attention. But I think what it means to be bold in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that boldness calls us to an alternative life. The gospel calls us to this boldness of engaging the world. It's not uh, insolence or contemptuous boldness, but it's a boldness that's about uh, courage. 
and a boldness that's about breaking the rules of propriety. Not out of petulance, but because we are rooted in an alternative worldview. So our text today, actually, in this text, we see the widow living this gospel life. She is bold in her generosity, and she breaks all the rules of propriety. And so does Jesus by complimenting her on her boldness. So here's what we see happening. Uh, Let's put it in modern-day money terms, right? That always makes more sense. We see these rich people who are giving a lot of money. Let's say that one of them puts $30,000 in the treasury. Another puts $100,000 in the treasury. And so at first glance, I mean, if I saw somebody put $100,000 in the treasury, I'd be like, wow, look at that boldness. That's amazing, right? Uh, But let's pretend like that person that put the $100,000 in the treasury makes $3 million. So they gave $100,000, but they kept $2,900,000. Suddenly, the amount that the rich put in doesn't seem like such a large gift, does it? Suddenly, like, while that is still a whole lot of money, it doesn't seem so bold, does it? And then, now imagine this this woman, a widow, she has no income, she has no bank account, Um, she relies on maybe her son or her daughter, she lives with them, and that's who takes care of her. And as she is on her way to the temple, she finds two pennies on the ground and she picks them up and without a second thought, she places them in the offering. Not a lot of money. And yet Jesus says, that is wonderful because this woman has put more in than the person who put in $100,000. She put more in because she gave out of her poverty when uh, I was growing up, my church did this capital campaign, and their, uh, their um, slogan was equal sacrifice. So not equal amount, but equal sacrifice, right? And so this woman is bold because she has given everything she has, all that she has to live on. As I was studying the text this week, I noticed that the word for all in Greek is halos. It's uh, simply an adjective that means all or whole or everything. Now, I got to say that that's actually not that interesting, right? But, but what is interesting about it um, is, and the reason I'm sharing it, is because as I was kind of studying where this word appears in Scripture, I noticed that in this same chapter of Mark, just about 15 verses before, it appears several times. So it's the same scene. It's Jesus teaching in the temple. So he hasn't moved anywhere. It's kind of like if, if it's, it's the same um, uh, scene in a movie, right? It's the same set of the movie. Um, it's just back a couple minutes. And in that same scene, uh, as Jesus is teaching, this scribe comes up to him and says, teacher, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus answers, first, you are to love God with all, that's the word hollows, all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. And second, you're to love your neighbor as yourself. 
So Jesus seems to be saying in this, this you know, chapter of Mark that the most important commandment is to give all of yourself, to be bold, right? To give all of yourself, your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength to God. And 15 verses later, in that same dialogue, he seems to be saying that part of yourself is also your finances. Now, let me be clear. I don't think that Jesus is asking us all to give every bit of money that we have to the church, like the widow. But what I do think that Jesus is calling us to today in this text is to know that the most important commandment is to be bold in our faith life. To say yes, to undergo the gospel life and to be all in. And so I think that part of that has to be our finances, right? We have to be, like, we can be all in, but don't touch my finances, right? But when our finances are all in, it says something, So today, it's our big Sunday. We're asking you to prayerfully consider making a financial pledge to UVC. Um, And a pledge, I want to define because we've had some people question, a pledge is your best guesstimate of what you hope to be able to give to UVC in 2018. It's not a contract. Things happen. It's not, um, when I say pledge, that's not the same thing as tithe, which is 10%. It's just your best guesstimate about what you hope that you're going to be able to give to UBC. And the reason we ask for that pledge is because we make our budget only on what people pledge to us. So we don't, um, we don't dream up a budget and, and, and on a hope and a prayer think that we're going to live into it. We, we try to have a very responsible budget. So the pledges are super important. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to give all of your finances to UBC like Jesus commends the widow, so you can breathe easy. But what I am going to ask you is to examine in the last year of your life, how have you grown in your faith walk? How have you grown more in love with God? Are you From now to last year, are you more in? Have you given more of yourself away? See? Yeah. Because I think that when we commit to undergoing the gospel life, when we say, I'm all in, it, like, there's still a growth process for the rest of your life, right? You are still growing deeper and deeper in love with God growing more fully into your true self. So I want to give you a couple of statistics. Every year, this site ends up giving about, uh, having about 55 people who make a pledge. And I'm always surprised in several ways um, by this number and by the people who pledge. Sometimes I'm really surprised, and it's in like this really good way where like, People make a pledge, and I didn't expect them to because they've only maybe been coming for a month or maybe they only come like two times a year and they make a pledge. And that says to me, like, I'm in. I'm in. And so I'm always pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I also end up getting surprised um, in ways that cause me to wonder if, uh, if UVC is really making a difference or helping people 
people in their, in their faith life. And so I'll name a couple of ways about that. Um, sometimes I'm surprised by the amount of people who have been giving the same pledge year after year. Um, and I don't mean any shame in naming this uh, because everybody has different financial situations and so sometimes it's just a matter of finances, like this is all that, that, that we can do because we have a tight budget. And I totally understand that. But I also wonder sometimes like, where's the growth? Even if it's just like 10 extra dollars a month. Um, when we're uh, making pledges, I assume that, that we're sort of growing in our capacity to give, that like generosity creates more generosity. And so sometimes when people are at that like level, I just wonder, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe UVC is not making a difference in their life, like uh, helping them grow more in love with God. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So again, no shame. It's more like I wonder like, is this something that we're not doing well, right? Um, because when somebody joins UVC, when they become a member, and we're going to have, uh, Kathy is joining today, uh, what we ask is uh, several things, and you'll hear it in the ask, but one of them is that you make a financial gift to UVC, starting where you are. We understand that people have all sorts of financial situations, so starting where you are, and, and on that growth path to a tithe, which is 10% of, of your um, income. This tithe is a biblical concept um, that's shared in many faith traditions. I actually was uh, talking with a friend of mine yesterday who's an Orthodox Jew, and I was asking him about his giving, and he's like, oh yeah, are you familiar with this concept called the tithe? And I was like, yes, I am, thank you. <laughs> um, so it's a concept that's shared in many faith traditions that, that part of who we are is to be a generous people. So that's one surprise. And the, the third way that I'm surprised is by the number of people that actually don't make a pledge. Uh, so we have about 55 folks that usually give a pledge. And that means that uh, we have probably about 150 families. And so that means that about two-thirds of our folks don't make any sort of financial best guesstimate of giving. And so again, um, not trying to shame any of those folks, but I simply wonder, like, what's going on? Um, my surprise in that leads to like questioning, you know? Uh, sometimes I think that people don't give financially because their budget is so tight, like honestly tight, like in debt tight. And so they think, well, I'm not gonna give because my, like the amount that I could actually give isn't worth anything, you know? Like it's not, uh, it would be an insult even, right? But, um, a couple years ago, we had a woman who gave a pledge for a dollar a week. And uh, that was a bold pledge. Because she didn't have a, she had a job, but it wasn't stable. And that was a sacrifice for her. But that dollar a week was also her way of saying, I'm in. I'm committed to this church. I'm committed to undergoing the gospel life. I want to be bold. Right? And so I celebrated that. I also think sometimes people don't give, and this is also super legitimate, because they have church issues, right? Like, there's been a lot of churches that have done a lot of harmful things, and so it's like a trust thing, right? Like, I don't want to put my money um, in an institution that perpetuates harm on people. I had a guy that I visited with last year who talked about this. He's like, I, I think UVC is great but I just have all these issues and I just don't, 
like, ah, you know. And I said, you know what? Start somewhere. Start somewhere and just give it a try and see what happens over the year. So he pledged uh, $10 a week. And um, could he have given more financially? Yes, he was well off. But that $10 a week, y'all, was bold because of where he was spiritually, right? That was a bold pledge. And so then I wonder, like, he's been doing that for a year. What does boldness look like? Not boldless. <laughs> Bold behavior look like this year for him, right? <clears throat> what I am never surprised at, though, is the humility and joy that I witness in the people who do pledge, who do make a financial gift to UVC. It's just very apparent. Um, I, and, and this is not just like my observation. I could give anecdotal stories, but I'm going to give you scientific research. Um, there was this uh, Science of Generosity initiative that happened at the University of Notre Dame over the course of five years. They interviewed like 2,000 Americans, 60 in-depth interviews in 12 states. And they, here's what they found. There is a consistent link between demonstrating generosity and leading a better life. More generous people are happier. They suffer fewer illnesses and injuries. They live with um, a greater sense of purpose and they experience less depression. Isn't that crazy? Um, and so when I invite you to be bold in generosity, it's not just because um, your financial gift is gonna contribute to groundbreaking ministry here in the city of Chicago, but because also, I know that when we give regularly, when we have a spirit of generosity, it increases our well-being and sense of purpose and happiness, right? It's kind of funny. I look out and it's like, there's a lot of givers in this room today. A lot of givers, actually. It's kind of cool. So boldly rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ that calls us to love God with our whole being, included our finances. I wonder, what is a bold gift for you? What's a bold gift for you today? Um, perhaps you've already been praying about making a financial gift and, uh, for 2018, and you're ready to turn in your pledge cards today. Did we get those in the bulletins? I know. Um, well, I'll tell you what, even if we didn't, here, here's the thing. You can turn in a pledge card, but if you really want Grant Crusor, a director of operations, to love you, <laughs> instead of turning in a pledge card, you'll just go online to urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. That's pretty easy to remember, right? And make your pledge there, because then he doesn't have to enter it into the system. <laughs> He'll love you um, more than he already does. Friends, boldly rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ that tears down walls and builds up life. Let's be bold today in all that we do. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, you call us to a boldness of life that we cannot possibly understand but help us to walk faithfully day by day, step by step into the fullness of who you call us to be so that we can love you with our whole being. 
including our finances. We pray this all in the one who brings life, who loves us and knows us and sets us free for this journey. In Jesus' name, amen.